Let's talk about Helen Hetzel and her method, the SPEC method. For those of you who don't know who Helen Hetzel is, she was known as the contest queen. She would literally win each and every contest she would ever enter. I made a video about her, you can check it out on my YouTube channel. Or you can Google her, or both. If you want to know more about her spec method, please stay tuned till the end of the episode. And also, please share, like, comment my video if you feel like doing so. It really does help my channel and I appreciate it a lot. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the subject. The spec method is rather rather straightforward. The S stands for selected, the P stands for projected, E expected, C collected. And now we're just going to focus on the selected, the desire, knowing what you want. Seems pretty simple, right? For some of us it's simple, for some of us it's not simple. But for those of you who don't know what you really want, don't despair, we'll get to this. Napoleon Hill said, the starting point of all achievement is desire. Keep this constantly in mind. Weak desires bring weak results. Just as a small amount of fire makes a small amount of heat, if you find yourself lacking in persistence, this weakness may be remedied by building a stronger fire under your desires. This is really, really important. If not for a powerful desire, you won't get to where you want to go. A powerful desire will and can sustain you till you reach what is you seek. Desire is just that powerful. It's the starting point. I was listening to a Buddhist monk once on YouTube a while back. I can't remember exactly what he was talking about. But at one point he was talking about the fear some people might have of the end of the world, the collapse of the stock market and the economy at large. He said that obviously markets go up and down and the media plays with this obviously. But he also said that markets are very very unlikely to go too low and collapse. He asked his audience, do you know why? He then paused and answered his own question. Because people don't want it to go down and collapse. Never underestimate the power of desire." End quote. Those words have stayed with me ever since because they're so incredibly true and powerful. I mean, we're all connected. And when we set our mind in the same direction, knowingly or not, we can influence much, much more than we can ever fathom. Maybe you've heard of the Maharishi experiment where they took a group of 500 people in a particular city. They told them to meditate on peace at the same time every day for a certain amount of weeks. What they found out is that during the period, crime and violence went down. So never underestimate the power of the collective mind. I want to be on a tangent, but it was important to mention. Desire is what brings you the results. That's how we were raised to believe, right? And it applies to a lot of areas of life. Look at the sports world. It is often said that those who tend to win are the ones who want it the most. Kobe Bryant, may he rest in peace, was a great example. A lot of people compare him to Michael Jordan, who is widely regarded as the greatest basketball player of all time. Kobe Bryant never had the abilities and the physical gifts that Jordan, Michael Jordan had. But by the end of his career, he got pretty close to Michael Jordan's level. And Kobe Bryant, the member, was 
so famous, was so famous, so popular, and was known to have that burning desire to be just the greatest. But now, some of us are not as lucky as a Kobe Bryant or a Tiger Woods or an Elon Musk or, or whatever. Those people who just know what they want. So, it's, they just know what they want so well that it's just so vivid in their mind. A lot of, a lot of people I talk to, clients, etc., just don't know what they want. Like truthfully, it's not like they, they're joking about it or they're exaggerating. They, they keep telling me, like, I just don't know what I want. The thing is, we don't necessarily have a clear picture of what we want. And I think a lot of this has to do with the kind of passion-driven image we have of what we want. The glamour, as um, David Hawkins would talk about. We, everything is glamorized. And what do I mean by that? It seems like we should have a desire that would make us happy, a goal in life that would make us happy every time we're practicing this craft or going towards this goal. But it's completely false. You cannot be happy 100% with anything in life. So I want to clear this cloud of this abstract cloud of negativity. And uh, I want to you guys not to see this as an obstacle because and I had this issues as well when I was uh, a bit younger when it comes to desires and what do I really want for my life etc because and obviously there's pure pressure there's conditioning that make us want this thing and we can look at this thing really and and see like is it an ego desire do we really want to have this possession or this goal or this material thing or this situation or the status a lot of times we want something because of the way we were brought up the our peers etc etc social pressure peer pressure social media pressure etc but when we truly look into it we don't really want this but that's things you will get along the way and you will understand along the way you cannot just know exactly why you want something but you can know what you don't want. And oftentimes that's where we have to go. We have to go where we don't want. And what we don't want is feel bad. And what we do want is feel good. As simple as that. If something makes us feel good, we want more of this thing that makes us feel good. And I'm talking long term. I'm not necessarily talking about short term gratification. And what we don't want makes us feel bad or negative. So we would want less of this. Seems pretty logical, right? And Abraham Hicks talks a lot about this. The whole premise of her teaching is about feeling good and letting go of things that makes us feel bad, of things that do not fulfill us. The, for most of us, when we don't know what we want, we can generally know what we don't want, which is generally speaking, the feeling of not feeling good. And if you see what makes you feel bad, you can know what makes you feel good, generally speaking. That's what Abraham Hicks called the contrast. The contrast is what you is between what you want and the reality. You will look at this reality 
and the reality you're living in right now, the 3D dimension you're living in is making you feel bad. And that's the contrast because the contrast is between this and that is that you are feeling bad and you don't want to feel bad, you want to feel good. So instead of pursuing something intellectually in your mind, in your brain, you just go to the feeling. The feelings you have show you what you want and what you don't want. And you're not able necessarily to put a finger on what you want, but with a bit of meditation and self-awareness, you'll be more in tune to what is your desire, your true desire. So let the feelings you have guide you. One thing you can do is a technique by Neville Goddard. A single mother in her 50s was in dire straits. She had financial woes and had all kinds of desires that she needed fulfilled. She had so many desires that she did not know how to make them come to pass. She went to a Neville Goddard seminar and she heard about this particular technique. The isn't it wonderful technique. All she needed to do is repeat to herself every night before falling asleep. Isn't it wonderful? Something amazing is happening to me. What happens then is that the subconscious mind is being imprinted with those words and now the mind believes that something wonderful is happening and then goes to work. What happened to this lady out of the boot two months after is a friend of hers she had met a few weeks ago went to New York and met one of their other friends they had in common. This friend had become wealthy and had heard of this woman's problem from the other friend. He decided to send money for a full year to this woman covering all her expenses and much more. Later on, this wealthy man decided to cover her expenses for the rest of her life. Does it sound too good to be true? Well, we all have this power in us, this power of imprinting our subconscious mind with what makes us feel good. So instead of going for a particular desire, and don't forget one thing, the problem with desire is yes, it's important to have it at a starting point, but desire, when you desire something very, very strongly, you get attached to the outcome. And if you have read David, any book by David Hawkins, you would know that desire is a lower vibrational state. Because when we want something so much, we tend to get attached to it. And our attachment to it brings about frustration because really the desire brings about expectations. Expectation brings resistance. So instead of going for the desire, let's go for the wish fulfilled, the feeling of the wish fulfilled. You want to go directly to feeling good. If you have read books by Michael A. Singer, he talks about this a lot. You don't go, and he didn't necessarily desire anything in life. He was just following his instinct, his gut feeling, etc. But he would talk about going to the feeling instead. This feeling of feeling good and let life unfold the way it should be without any resistance. And the thing is, we tend to believe that if we let go of our desire, even if this is the desire to feel good, the desire will not happen. We tend to believe that we have to go 
balls to the wall and go about it, go get what we want. And it is possible to be proactive and do everything you want, everything you can, massive action, etc., and get what you want, of course. But is there not another way, a much simpler way, a much more effortless way? I only ask you guys try it. Alan Hatzel didn't do much except selecting it, to be fair, to be honest, to be completely transparent. As soon as she was selected, the rest was unfolding pretty straightforwardly and pretty easily and she would not need to do much. For those of you who watched my video, she didn't seem like she actually had to do much. And as soon as you're feeling good, things will unfold effortlessly and will bring about sometimes and oftentimes I would say, things that are much better than you could have ever imagined. So, if you have a desire for anything tangible and anything you already have a clear-cut picture, by all means, desire it, select it. Then, let go of all the resistance, let go of the know-hows, let go of the how-tos, let go of the way you think is going to unfold in your life. Leaving this time where the wish is already fulfilled. Live as if your wish has already been fulfilled. Because when you live as if you already had it, the feeling you have is the feeling of completion, the feeling of satisfaction. You're not impatient or patient. You don't need to. You need to be patient with yourself. And that's a very different thing. But you don't need to be patient and ask yourself when this diet will come to pass. Because this desire is already yours. You already have it right now. So when you live in this moment, you have satisfaction and you, by definition, feel good about it. And if you don't know exactly what you want, just feel good to feel good and see how life unfolds for you. Really, you don't need much aside from feeling good. And I want to finish this episode with a particular story that I heard from Sadhguru. For those of you who don't know, Sadhguru is a modern time Hindu guru that got famous a few years back, especially on YouTube. So that's the story. In yoga, a well-established mind is referred to as a kalparicha or a wishing tree. Sadhguru explains that if you organize your body, mind, emotions and energy in one direction, your ability to create and manifest will be phenomenal. There is a beautiful story in the yogic law. A man went for a walk and accidentally walked into paradise. After the long walk, he felt a little tired and thought, I wish I could rest somewhere. He saw a nice beautiful tree where he could sit beneath because there was soft grass, wonderful soft grass. So he went and slept on the grass. After a few hours, he woke up well rested. Then he thought, oh, I'm hungry. I wish I had something to eat. He thought of all the nice things he wanted to eat and all of them just appeared in front of him. After he had the sumptuous food, the man thought, oh, I'm thirsty. I wish I had something to drink. He thought of all the drinks he wanted and all the drinks he wanted all just appeared in front of him. In yoga, the human mind is referred to as a makata or monkey because of its wandering nature. The word monkey has become synonymous with imitation. 
If you say you are monkeying someone, it means imitating someone. This is the full-time job of your mind. So an established mind is referred to as a monkey. However, a well-established human mind is referred to as a kalparicha. In this mind, whatever you ask for becomes a reality. When this monkey becomes active in the man who went to paradise, he thought, what the hell is happening here? Ask for food, food came. Ask for drink, drink came. Maybe there are ghosts around. He looked around and there were ghosts. The moment he saw them, he got terrified. He said, oh, those ghosts that go around here are going to torture me. So they proceeded to torture him. He started screaming and yelling in pain and said, oh, these ghosts are torturing me. They are going to kill me. And he died. The problem was that he was sitting under a wishing tree or a kalparicha. Whether we ask for becomes a reality. You need to develop the mind to a point where it becomes a kalparicha, not a source of madness. A well-established mind is referred to as a kalparicha. In this mind, whatever you ask for becomes a reality. So beware what you wish for. Please forget that the law of attraction is not something you activate and deactivate. It's always functioning for better or for worse. So train your mind to only be focused on what you want, which is generally speaking the feeling good part and not so much of what you don't want, which is the negative part of feeling bad. So you too will have a culpa richa that is functioning for your best.